I'm Julie Lamar. This is Modrat's podcast, uh, number 15. I think so. One five. One five. We made it. We made it. This was our goal. This is the end. No, okay. We have Bye. so much we're more. Done now. Whoa, we're just we gave you Bye. all the sexual news. That's all you ever That's wanted. That's all you wanted from us. Uh, podcast number 15. We are so excited to be here and we're so glad that you're here listening and watching us because that's the only reason we're here essentially is yeah. to be heard is to be heard and and I mean, to if, a, if a podcast if a podcast broadcasts without any listeners did mm. it really happen did you just like dr seuss the shit out of us juliet no, it's the tree fell in the forest and no one hears it that's juliet yes to her left no. is thomas and i'm producer chella I'm what are we talking about today guys this uh, is lucy lemon star as well oh she's asleep sleep I'm staying lab. in my shame the entire podcast. Oh, he's in a shame shell. <laughs> we call this, folks, a I'm shame a shell. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Smoke <laughs> was a bad idea. <laughs> so I want to hear more uh, that we were talking about off the podcast. Dreaming. We have a problem as friends now. Because anytime we, you know, and we hardly talk off, offline, to be honest. We're just here for the money. But... <laughs> Let's just be real. But when we do have an idea or something happens, it's like, (gasps) don't fucking tell me. Save Save it it for for the the pod. We'll literally be like, Thomas, are you fucking? (laughs) Shut up. Save it for the pod, man. Later. Save it for the pod. So So there's a lot of anger. You got a bunch of hands in your face. (laughs) But Juliet started going off on this dream, and we were like, save it for the pod. So. All right. So you guys want to hear about my dream? What is going on? Okay. So I'm a very vivid, vivid. I'm a very vivid dreamer. Lucid? Mm, lucid. I have lucid, lucid dreamt. Like I have lucid dreamt before. It's very different than vivid dreaming, right? So knowing you're dreaming versus depends on your definition. Everyone has a different definition. Can you let her tell Do the story? They? He will, but now I'm like, wait, <laughs> lucid dreaming. I want to know if this is a lucid dream or a vivid dream. No, she couldn't control it. It just felt real. Exactly. So dang, <laughs> I am a journalist. <laughs> so we're lu- drinking wine again. So lucid dreaming, yeah, it's become a trend. Oh, I'm by the fine way, with it. this podcast wine we is brought are to you trying. by. A little ja- uh, little James basket press. It's a Grenache, and it's very bright. Thomas mm-hmm. is toasting on her bright. I said it was a little minerally, but I did enjoy it. Uh, it has a heavy mouth feel, mm-hmm. not fruit forward, sulfate. We are not a wine podcast. Tell me <laughs> your dream, <laughs> God damn it! Before I saying, explode. Well, we might be into wine. We're kind of. If you guys feel like, if you send us wine, we will drink it and tell everyone about your brand. Your branding. Um, so yes, I lu- I've had lucid dreams okay. where I knew I was dreaming, and we can go into that later about how you can tell if you're lucid dreaming and, and what you're supposed them. to do okay. and how you can control them. There are certain steps I've looked into about how to take control of a dream. And did they work? They did. It was oh. very exhausting, though, mm. to do this. Like when you're fighting your subconscious to be conscious, whilst it's very. I woke up very exhausted. This dream was not that dream. <laughs> this dream was completely different. Um, so, yes, I, I typically do not sleep all throughout the night, but I do have very vivid dreams where everything is in color. I remember a lot of it. It's all very real. All right, so my dream. Um, we're on a plane. Okay, we're on a plane. I'm just a fly on the wall at this point. I'm not on the plane. But I'm a fly on the wall, and Dan and my good friend Jenny Cork are on the plane together. And they're flying back from, from something. And the plane is about to crash. The plane is going down. Dan and, and Jenny are both frantically like holding each other. You know, we've been friends with this person for over twelve years. It's a good friend. So I'll be grabbing anybody. They're, so they're Shit's they're they're holding each other, and and 
all of a sudden my new friend that I've met only recently as of this year is also on the plane. And she's in the front of the plane and she comes running back and she says, she says, Dan, she doesn't know Jenny, but yeah. Anyway. But she's, are, are they so she up? says, Dan, she says, Dan, I can get us out of this. I have, I have a patch that will, will, will survive this. Just put it on. She and we'll survive this. Wait, 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 a patch? A patch. So she says, Dan, put on this patch. We will survive this. I'll explain later. Later, Dan says, yeah, give me that patch. And Jenny says, well, what does it do? What, what do you mean? If this, how are we going to survive? What are you talking about? Like, is this a plane crash? And Dan, Dan, is, Dan says, Jenny, think of your kids. She's got two kids. Um, he's like, we have to survive this. Like, we have to get back. I have to get back to Juliet. You have to get back to Chris and your kids. Just put on the patch. And Wait, she's you're like, not know. on the plane. You're just witnessing. I'm this. witnessing this, okay. right? Remote, remote viewing. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah, ever, okay. ever present. You're watching a movie. I'm ever present. Yeah. Um, so they put on the patches. The plane crashes. They're the only survivors: Laura, Dan, and Jenny. Okay. Oh, interesting. I'm still flying the wall for for most of the stream. Okay, so this they survive the three of them. As they're walking out, Jenny and Dan are just. Like, Laura, what, what is this patch? Like, this plane is decimated and we're fine. What is this? And she said, well, once I give you the patch, um, you're now immortal. You, you, are, you are immortal. You are, you are at this time in your life forever. You'll live forever. The pa- and the patch, like, they put it on and it disappeared into their skin was kind of how I saw so it. So much for consent. <laughs> well, they, said they put on the patch. So in my dream, like, they put on the patch and then it dissolved and it was gone, right? And did she know that the plane was going to go? No, sorry. No, she didn't. In the in the dream, she did not. She was just on the plane. But she happened to have this pa- immortality yeah. patch. It's a dream. Okay. <laughs> Stop asking questions. Let her it's tell a, it first. It's a dream. We'll get back to it. Dang. They come out. Part of the dream is they survive. Uh, she now tells them that you're, they're immortal. And Jenny was devastated. She was devastated. She she was saying, "Oh my God." I'm going to watch my kids die. I'm going to watch my husband die. I'm going to watch everyone I love die. And Dan said, can I get one for Juliet? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course, because you know, we don't have kids. Good. And then, then I come into the dream later. We're at Laura's house. And Laura's explaining to me, okay, you put on this patch and then you become immortal. But once you put on the patch and it dissolves, there's no going back. It's like life. You're immortal. There's no getting out of dying. So when you become immortal, there's no getting out of living forever. So you get to choose. And I'm in the dream, Ugh. and I'm having this inner struggle, and Jenny's there too. And Jenny, from her, I'm getting the vibe of, no, do not do this. Think of all the things that are gonna, you're going to witness in life that are going to be sad that you'll never have control of and never get back. And you'll be on an endless cycle of sadness mm-hmm. and destruction. And then Dan, him saying... Think of all the things we could do. We can live every single life. We can have every single job. We can live in every single part of the world. We can travel to space. Like we're invincible. We can do anything. You can travel without fear. All this stuff. You're immortal and you cannot die. You cannot die. You can get hurt. You can get hurt and you will heal quicker than the normal person, but you cannot die. And so it was almost like in this moment in my dream, Jenny was, it was my subconscious. Dan was part of my subconscious well, and on. Jenny was the other part. It. It's my dream. <laughs> That's how you would interpret it. So, so anyway, so ultimately in my dream, I choose Dan. Slam today. I choose Dan because I said, I don't want you to live forever 
without me. Without a partner. And Jenny is was in my dream was saying, I am cutting all contact. Like this is something I don't want to be a part of. Too late, bitch. Too late. But I but to me, I was like, I can't let Dan live a life of solitude yeah. by himself and witness me die and his parents but alone. I can't let that happen. Plus I thought it'd be cool to live forever. Quick question. Would you actually choose that in real life? Yes. Oh, shit. No, 100%. I feel like I would. So I came out of the dream. Yeah. Like I, so in my dream, I chose to take the, well, actually I woke up right as I said, okay, let me have the patch. And I, so I don't shit. even know if I actually put it on. Episode number one. Episode one. So I woke up and I was like, I have to write a screenplay. This is great. So I've already started writing the screenplay. <clears throat> um, and I feel like, in the screenplay, it should be that Dan puts the patch on Jenny when the plane is crashing, and maybe oh, so she, that she doesn't have choice. So she doesn't have a choice. So Dan has a choice, and he's sa- he's he's choosing to save her because he thinks that you know. He's, and he doesn't know so that's immortality. He doesn't know it's immortality. So I think it should be that it should be like she doesn't have a choice, and he does, and he's doing it out of the goodness like of that. his heart. But she doesn't want it ultimately because she's also a religious person, and she's a dear dear friend of mine, and he would save Jenny for her kids. Like right. he would do that. Also, Jenny's pregnant in real life, and I want that to be part of the story. Where mm. is she now forever pregnant? Does she have another baby that's immortal? Does it pass on? Right. So, so my so that's where the dream ended. Um, <laughs> if you're hanging on the edge of your seat in real life, I I believe that I would choose to to be with Dan forever, and I know that's a really hard choice, but I just I would want. That's so sweet. It's so like, romantic. That's just like a testament to true <laughs> love. I'm over here like I would die yesterday, and I don't even have immortality. <laughs> I, I mean, like life is suffering. I don't life know. is it, suffering, but it, I, but I'm also but very afraid Jenny of death. Too, and she's you know sounds like a fucking party pooper. I don't want to spend no, eternity she's not with a, her. She's not a party pooper. I think every that, 500 years maybe go out to lunch. I think that when oh you have God. I think that if she didn't have kids her answer would be yes and she'd be like How many yeah, of these I'm patches hang out, are there? How many immortals are there? I don't Is have it Highlander answer. shit where you can get your head cut off and then you're gone? So we we chatted about this for a long time Dan and I did so I think that it should be that Laura sees them before they get on the plane because Laura knows Dan and she should be like oh hey Dan you're flying back to LA and he's like yeah yeah Jenny mm-hmm. and I are here for a conference or something and that should be how she knows they're on the plane. Right. A. B, I I think that it should be um, like a testing of a drug or something that goes awry and somehow like they don't know it gives immortality. But Laura was like hard up for money or something. So she was volunteering to be a test. Almost like a limitless thing. Like Like a limitless thing. Drug dealer. Yeah. But but it's like they're trying to test like cure cancer and it ends up they create immortality. But Mm. then the building burns down miraculously. Somehow the building goes down and she has all the patches or maybe there's several people. And that gets told over like four seasons. Yeah. Yeah. But Dan had a great idea where we start with Jenny at 80 years old and she's giving a eulogy to her third daughter. 80 years meaning... Or like, you know, she's old as fuck. 80 her... No, just wait. Just wait. It opens. Jenny is old. You see her and she's giving Hmm. the funeral speech of her youngest child. And she's talking about how her whole family has passed away. And she's the only one left. And then you see Dan and I and we're old in the audience because clearly we're the only three that are there. But you did... And then this is a funeral scene. Then you follow Jenny. She gets in the car. She drives back to her house. She goes in the bathroom and she washes off the makeup. Got it. You were ahead of me. She washes off the makeup. So I don't know. I'm I'm playing with a lot of different screenplay ideas, but this dream came to me and literally like I woke up with that (gasps) feeling. This is what's what's important to me. Damn. I don't know why. I love this dream though. But yeah, I want to know what, because you're like, well, this is how I'm interpreting it. So That's my dream. 
<laughs> okay, it's your dream, but you really subscribed to the notion that that's your alter ego, that a friend that you know that you had in your dream was your subconscious, lamenting about the woes of having an eternal life and outliving everyone. Like, I mean, I, some people ascribe to the notion that every character in our dream is just an aspect oh, of ourselves. Oh, I'm not ascribing to a notion. I just, afterwards I thought, oh, maybe that's why they had differing opinions. I wasn't subscribing to a notion of this is what the dream is. I just thought, wow, I've been handed a screenplay and I need to write it. Yeah, for Got sure. It. That was pretty much it. I wasn't trying to analyze the dream because so I, I know for a fact. The dream. We can what analyze it. What do you think it? it means? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I am yeah. obsessed. I'm obsessed. It with time and I'm obsessed with yeah. the ending of it and I'm obsessed <laughs> oh with God. life and how we can't control mm. not not the control but just the fact that we're on a ride that we we know the end there's nothing Julia, we can do, do about it do you struggle it. with anxiety at all probably that's a common trait with for people who have anxiety they're like constantly like if you're sure. late or you're uh, we're very aware if we're late or like mm -hmm. just like you're talking about something that doesn't matter and you're wasting my time do mm. not waste my time because it's probably. so precious Right, finite. I do believe that that's the best. Food and time are the biggest gifts we can give Same. someone. You're literally feeding someone mm. when you come into your house. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the biggest gift. You're literally giving them life. And then when you give people time or energy, you're giving them a piece of your life. So yeah, right. I'm kind of not obsessed, but I just feel like that's a big driving force in my life. Mm -hmm. So this dream was no surprise to me. I was like, yeah, this looks, this is exactly like a dream that I would have. And what I'd hope would happen to me. I hope that there would be some kind of immortality patch that I could do mm. and because there's not enough time to, to experience mm. all the things. Yeah, that's your subconscious saying, you're stressed out about time. <laughs> Take a breath. It's going to be okay. You're or not going me. down in a crash and you're not going to be immortal. Mm. Mm -hmm. You're not going to mm. die in a car crash. Better not. That would be fucking terrible. <laughs> but I'm sure sometimes your life can feel like that because it's almost like your mom did die in a car crash and then came happens back so quick. to life. Yeah, it happens yeah. so quick. I mean, I thought about Anything this a lot before Anything can happen in your too. world. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, do, I feel like we and I analyzed that appropriately. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything to add? No, I, I'm, uh, no, no. Yeah. Dreams. My therapist always says to write down your dreams because your subconscious influences what dreams you have. Mm -hmm. And so it's important, she says, to pay attention to what your subconscious may be telling you sure. while you're asleep because that's when all the walls are down. Yeah. Mm. I love dreams. I am such... I'm such a dreamer in my awake life and I'm such a dreamer in my sleep Aww. life. And every, like, I can feel in dreams, I feel the temperature of the room. I feel the textures on oh, the wall. Weird. I am like, I see in color. Right. I How see myself. How often do you have that vivid of a dream? Like at least once a week. Oh, holy twice. shit. You should be writing these down. I, I would do. read the shit out of that. I do. Most of them are not screen worthy oh, like this one. I woke up and I was like, Dan, this is my new screenplay. Oh man! <laughs> if I knew how to yeah, write a that's screenplay. the part. So you weren't being flippant. It's just no. You you obviously have a well that gives you sweet water. Mm -hmm. Whereas, <laughs> sweet, sweet well, water. I think it well, was. No, it was I mean, Disney. she did. She's like, oh, I got a good movie script. Instead of me, I'd be like, if I had a dream like that, I'd be like, what yeah, is what going on in my life? Yeah. What is it trying to tell? Like what you were mm. saying, I would immediately start psychoanalyzing it and go. I was just like, this is a this is another beautiful gift that I've been given tonight. And I've actually also had really bad dreams that were just as vivid, and that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. But that, yeah. I don't try to analyze what the, what it is because it just is. It just it is. It's another life. Like when you go to sleep, it's another life, and that's just another life I'm so living. So you feel the dreamscape is just another aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, not like I'm a different person. I'm always me in the dream. I don't know if, if some people are other people. I don't know, but yeah, I'm other people. You're other people. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Oh boy, I don't. <laughs> Do you have reoccurring dreams? <sighs> yeah. I've only had one. I have no idea what it means. Uh, yeah. But I had one since I was a little kid. <laughs> what is it? My recurring. Yeah. Dream? What's yours? Both. Uh. You go first. Okay. Thank you. I'm on. I'm on. I can tell you're like ready to go. No, well, all right. So a recur I've, I have two recurring dreams. The first one I've had since I was like, let's just say 14 or 15, and it was Native American, mm. or let's just say indigenous people wearing white in some kind of a fucking ceremony. And huh. wow, this is kind of sacred, but I'm was just going to Was it gonna, a po positive take, ceremony? Take, I'm going to take a leap and explain it and see what you guys think. Okay. Because well, do you I don't believe that my dreams are my dreams. No, I feel don't. like we're all part of a collective conscience. And if your dream is going to become a fucking screenplay, it's now my dream too. Well, <laughs> so well yeah. You write it. I'm well, just saying, after I got patches. <laughs> right? After learning my spirit, my spirit animal and going into a trance with a shaman, I totally believe you can share dream yeah. spaces. Dream time. Yeah. So I basically would go into this, let's just say, uh, some kind of a native or indigenous or roots people could be future i believe that i'm actually being called back to the past mm. but they're all wearing white and like ash faces and dancing there's women mm -hmm. there's eroticism if i view and i look down and i'm above fire and i feel fear i'm gone mm. dream's over hmm. sometimes i could go right back in the dream back Do you to, always feel fear when you look at the fire so i get past fire then if I notice the nude women, again, I'm 14, 15 years old, having this like once a week, mm. if I would get aroused, gone. Over. Yeah. Not allowed mm. to be there. So anytime I have a corporal sensation, mm -hmm. you know, of the whatever, happiness, joy, fear, anything, Arousal. I'm gone. Yeah. I'm gone. Hmm. So I still have that occasionally. Not as often. Yeah. Um, so that's one dream. And I, I don't know if they're just tapping me for what the future is going to be if they're the i mean they? that to me very obviously like foreshadows your struggles with porn and sex and love and i have romance. no struggle i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> porn porn what what I did, don't I, know. What did who? i do me never i'm a virgin porn written on the board oh my god <laughs> we do We're looking at the word porn right now <laughs> lord to me that's very yeah. obviously a foreshadow especially if, how old were you when you lost your virginity you're 18 or 17 yeah i was 18 yeah so have that dream at 14 it like very obviously foreshadows to me and if you were looking at it like in a literary sense if you that was a book and i was digesting it it's like oh well he struggles with intimacy and sexual things and you brought up specifically the word eroticism with the native Arousal, american da yeah. Uh, yeah dancers and anytime you get too close to the fire you get burned you mm -hmm. like end the dream right and now you have this struggle with porn addiction you you know edge for too long you get too close to the fire you get burned interesting i didn't hmm. so the, the the fire part was actually i felt like i was going to be burning yeah the uh, eroticism Ever have that part. sensation when you edge for too long? No. <laughs> okay, just question. curious. <laughs> Julia. Is that how you do it? I don't know. Is this <laughs> how, is if I masturbate, I'd be like... <laughs> is that your pretend penis? Is that your dream penis? Your, oh my God. Is that your vivid or, or HD lucid I've definitely penis? never dreamed that I had a penis, but now I kind of wish that I had. Well, anyway. Do not play with my dream cock. Right? <laughs> I'm not giving, Get I'm out not, of my dream cock. I'm not giving consent. I'm not giving consent. And it's disease free. Oh um, my God. So. You've been tested in your dreams. But anyway, yes. what do you think it means? 
I think that I didn't look at it as foreshadowing. I thought I was a horny 14-year-old, so mm. it was just... But for, to, for you to know now that you're still having the dream. <sighs> yeah, and I think yeah. back to I suffer with anxiety disorder mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very anxious about time. And, and uh, yeah, and then also things that I didn't understand, different cultures. Definitely was afraid of people that were different from me, things that are different from me, new time, uh, new places, people, events, mm-hmm. not very... Mm. I mean, to me, in, you know, the white colonizer world, Native Americans, and you said you've, you've experienced a Native American ritual once, but you haven't been immersed in the culture. It's not your culture, right? It's not my culture, but I was, I was definitely gift and blessed to be invited to, to a humble tree piece. But one. So cool. Yeah. I actually, it's an open ticket. I can go and then do it two days, two nights, three days, three nights, and it's four days, four nights, and I can hang from the tree of life where they pierce you. But again, you've done it once. I only did a, I only had the courage to do it once. Yeah, okay. So in, you know, colonizer culture, Native Americanism uh, is like in the best way, in the most respectful way, it's um, one of those cultures that's, you know, very different than us. They They pull from the earth. They pull from the roots. They're very connected to what it means to be human, you know, right. what it means to be from nature. Right. And in the same sense, sex is what it means to be human. What it means, yeah, the very primal, you know, what at the very basis we are, right. just like at the very basis, what earth is, mm-hmm. you know, and we are from the earth. So I still come back to, and I did a lot of thanks, um, Thanks, Ibi. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of literary analyses. So when I pull from your dream that way, to me, it's a foreshadowing. And it doesn't have to be to you, but that's what I see out of it. Uh, I never looked at it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Who, I actually, who fucking knows? There's no right answer when it comes to dreams, the, but that's what yes, I see. There is. <laughs> the, the, so one other part is I'm not sure if they're human or not. Interesting. What else could they be? They behave like I interpreted at 14 or 15, because that's when it was really like, mm-hmm. like not I got to do a screenplay and not belittling the intensity of that experience, but it was like, I was like, I would wake up in sweats and like, not terrors, but if I was burning, I would wake up like burning, I was burning. Yeah. If I was aroused, I would wake up. But if they weren't human, what were they? I, that's the Animals, thing. I don't know if I... Wind? I don't know if I was being pulled from my time back to their time or somewhere else. Again, I mean, I'm just. Oh, you're talking literal time travel and not just dreaming now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Got you. That they were seeing their future like, oh, we're peace out. We're we're like elders or some ceremonial thing. And it was, again, I was just. I wasn't able to have any uh, corporal or physical experience or emotion. Hmm. I wasn't I wasn't there for that because that would have ruined the transmission of data or light but you kept having those corporal yeah you kept having those human experiences right but i I would evolve i don't want to say evolve but i would advance through that i'd be like oh okay obviously don't touch the fire this time i remember from last time Mm -hmm. i love that you're hung on the fire part and well you said that's what wakes you up right that's the first obstacle yeah or test right yeah if you get past the fire you get to the next thing that's why we're hung up on the fire peace out Shame. No, I <laughs> shame code. No, Thomas, thanks for sharing because that's a really cool dream, and, and it's, it's not a shame. 
Dreams are fucking weird, man. That's what their dreams are about. That's why people talk about this. Why there's whole studies yeah. about it. Like yeah. dreams are, no one understands them. Have you guys ever wanted to do a sleep study? Yes, mm. uh, absolutely. What's that? One of us should do that. It means they hook you up to all the wires and they like study your brain never waves while you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I know. No one ever somewhere. sleeps during them. But I would so be down. I'm sure insurance covers it in like some way if you like. We should do it. You know, grind your teeth, or if you have sleep apnea or whatever. I don't, yeah, I don't. Have I have that. no idea how to do it, but I would so film the shit out of that. We should do that. That'd be fun. Especially like you have super vivid dreams. How often do you dream, Thomas? All the time. Yeah, y'all should do it because I don't dream that often. That's, I used to. That's sad. Why do? You, what do you think changed? Um, I probably am just like eating too much sugars and stuff. Mm. Just so you, you what is, they say yeah. is you dream every night, but you don't necessarily remember it. You guys have a much healthier diet than I do. That Hi, could be, <laughs> that could be, sorry, I know it's homophobic chicken, but here it is. Um, it's delicious and yeah, it's around the corner from you're, drink, you're eating Chick fil A. Um, <laughs> well, I, I yeah, really, I really I got inspired for you guys to do that. I really got inspired to write a screenplay now because I woke up and I was like, I need to use my dreams for my career. Um, beca- no, I didn't feel that. Okay, yeah, because I did it, not feel that. I, didn't I can't remember if it was I just Disney. Meant you have such a well. Yeah, I have a big well. Of where, them. like, if I had that dream again now, I'd be like, "Wait, am I?" And then it'd be like, "You're questioning. Psh, you're out." And then, you know, the recurring part of it was, it, it definitely, and it, I didn't look at it like that. Like yeah, she was saying, did, yeah. And I, I mean, have, they both could be screenplays, really. But it was yeah. recurring. I have one other recurring dream. You want to share? Or are you gonna feel going back into your shame no, shell? No, because this. Is, <laughs> This, this one is way more like, not, like I don't know if it's, it's got to be spiritual, but I'm a different person and I've been every character in this dream. So, so there's the same set of characters and you change characters each time, uh, yeah. right? Yes. Damn. That's so cool. Am I in that dream? <laughs> it it's is like a dream. black I'm always myself. Dream time. Dream time. I'm so, always myself. Yeah. So I go back. It's around World War One time and it's like this old like like cars were all big back then, but it's like this beautiful, uh, there's Paracels, so there's one lady, and her name is Julia, not Juliet, and this is way before I even met you, and then uh, Caroline and Elizabeth, and then there's a Montgomery. So just so Monty. you know, Juliet, it has nothing to do with you. Because Julia Watch get real sexual. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm done. No, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying Julia to. Julia and Juliet are totally different <laughs> <Thank> names. <you. laughs> Um, I'm not trying to harp on you. I'm yeah, just no, trying no, no. to like so, see where your story's going before it goes so there. So Montgomery is like this private. And then uh, I, I don't know the other guy's name. I don't know much about him, but he's on the opposing side. But you've been him? So it's around, yeah. So it's World War so One, cool. And they're obviously, obviously like you guys know, they're, <laughs> they're aristocratic for sure. Like this car is driving and there's like all these like, you know, artillery and they're in the middle of this fucking field. And Montgomery's like this British motorcycle guy, like 24, strikingly handsome and just, you know, going to rescue Julia. Hmm. And Julia, Elizabeth and Caroline are with this driver. His name is Sheffield. Why? It's a great name. Shuffle. And uh, he's like a driver, but is he not? Because he knows. And I've again, this is a fairly, like it's only two years old, but I'm each person in the dream. So I'm finding out more about Montgomery now. Are the same events? Is it the same events occurring? Yeah, but it goes a little further each time. Each time, time. but it's the same thing. And same I go back happen. sometimes. Like I go like, oh, I'm in London. I have to, I'm getting dispatched and there's going to be an artillery uh, uh, a move on the front lines, you know, so, yeah. and then I get a letter, and I, it's Julia, and then she's like a spy, like, this is an amazing like, dream, with a 
Germans and like, and it's definitely World War. Anyway, it's really interesting. That's and so Scheffel cool. is he's kind of a servant, but he's like Indian, but colonized back to huh. a colonial thing. Is he Indian, Shuffle. but he's not full in, from India, India, uh, British India. He's been whitewashed. He's a British. Air quotes. I don't know, British but is he Indian? working for the Germans? Whitewashed. Again, they're aristocratic. And there's word. all these like, yeah, there's a lot of sexual stuff too, but. That's really that. that's really cool. That's and I, I'm like I immediately I'm like this is a TV show, but that's just because my mind's right. at that. Um, but I've also read, I can't remember if it was Disney or if it was um, someone who who wrote children's books, but he would dream at night and they would write the children's book for him and he'd wake up and write exactly what he had dreamt ah. and he would call Don't it. Don't you fucking wish your lives were like that? Like, just let me write in my Kipling? dreams. Rudolf Kipling? It might have been Kipling. He said he would go and the little people, he literally would start dreaming the little people would come to him and say, start painting uh, pictures and start doing, and he no. would just wake up and remember it and write it down and then it would be these best-selling children's books or cartoons or whatever oh, it was. Man. And that is really something else channeling through Divine. him in yeah. such a weird way. Um, well, I feel like people have that with their singing voices. It's yeah. Like, what? Well, you transcend. It's 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 performance kind of thing. So those are my recurring dreams. Um, yeah. Do you have any recurring dreams? Nope. Oh, you hardly dream, but when oh. you dream, come on, give us a dream. I the the dreams that I remember most are the ones that when I was I used to dream a lot when I was a kid, and I did have some dreams that I could control. Flying a lot. Um, one of them was flying. I. I feel like I had a dream about 9-11 before it happened. Whoa. Did I not tell you guys about this? You are holding out your... your <laughs> I thought I told you all about this. No. Um, <clears throat> all it was was I was like in between like five and like... I was really young. I was like five and like eight because 9-11, so I had to be less than nine. Um, so five and eight makes sense. Uh, I was flying over all this rubble and like there was like big chunks of concrete sticking up in the air and there were like big buildings around me and like like smoke and I remember porta potties being there and I was just flying over it just like observing it and I was like okay and then a few years later 9-11 happens and then a few years later I'm like wait I remember having that dream flying over all this rubble and all these tall buildings I wonder if that was, and I kind of just put two and two together mm -hmm. in my head. I knew it was a big city, Whoa. you know, and, and that's five, all the dream five was. And eight, you're not thinking like it's New York, it's this city. No, you know, there's no way that. I ever could have known. No. Even if I had that dream, you know, at 40 years old, the day before it happened, but in it was this literally all it was Whoa, no. flying over yeah. rubble in a big city with yeah. porta potties and workers. Huh. That's really interesting. Like, like I, I knew it was, abnormal rubble it wasn't just a building that had been like it was big it was like a big deal it was a big deal yeah yeah interesting but back to what your therapist was saying to you like when you your subconscious speaking to you mm -hmm. is it because stuff comes up like I do you dream in real time like stuff going on in your life now i mean she wasn't just saying that about me she was saying that about everyone general, right? your subconscious speaks to you when you're sleeping because your walls are down and right. you can like bring up repressed memories yeah. and important feelings um but i really haven't i probably have like one dream every other week mm -hmm. i don't dream very often i kind of miss it yeah you should look into it because i know there's things you can do to dream more 
you know, certain combinations of, you know, having vitamins and vitamins and and all that. And I did that for a little bit and I was like, I don't need to do this. Um, let's see. I kind of had a premonition dream. I had it twice, Mm. um, before my mom went down, but I didn't know what it meant. And then in retrospect, I was like, so we were on the beach in Santa Monica and we're down there and it was just my dad and I, and my mom, Dan wasn't there. Um, and a big tidal wave is coming. And we're oh, like, oh my God, tidal wow. wave. Like, oh my God, that's so crazy. And we were running and we're running, 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 running. And then there's a big tree and Dan's already up in the tree. And he's like, come on, come on, get up the tree. And we're climbing up the tree, climbing up the tree. And we get to the top and it's like peaceful and serenity and beautiful. And it's like changed from night to day, from day to night. And, you know, it's now a different thing. And we're looking around and we're all safe. And then we look around we're like, where's, where's mom? Where's mom? Oh, and she's wow. not there. And I woke up and I was like, I've lost my mother. And I remember waking up and knowing that she wasn't there. And I remember calling her the first time I had the dream. And I was like, Mom, I had this crazy dream. And, you know, my dreams are, are very, you know, visceral. But this, I just need to call you and hear your voice. I'm so worried about you. She's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm cool. Um, yeah, and then I had the dream again a few months later. Same dream. Same thing. Did you have any reason feeling. to be worried about your mom no, at this point? zero. I was very obsessed a month before she had an aneurysm. I have headaches a lot. I was obsessed that I had a brain aneurysm. I was like, Mom, I have a brain aneurysm. I just know it. Like, I get headaches all the time. I'm just going to die any second. And she's like, no, your grandfather died of an aneurysm. That doesn't mean you're going to have an aneurysm. You know, that's not in your future. All this stuff. I'm like, I, you don't know. Like, I don't even, I, I should get tested. Like, Is there's that something, something you can get me. checked for? Yeah, you can get brain scans. But they're very reluctant to do it because they're expensive. It's like MRIs. And all. Uh, like she gets one every three years now because uh, she's a high risk, right? right? So she has to get checked. Uh, I've convinced them to check me out. I don't have any yet. Hopefully mm-hmm. never. Terrified. Yeah, I go every <laughs> three years. So I'm gonna, yeah. Still, do you really want to have brain surgery? Like if they find one? Yes. You more so, more so than surgery. you would rather actually have what happened to your mom, right? Most people don't survive that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I am so wait, terrified wait, hold, of that. But hold. I had the dream twice and then it makes me think because she went down twice. She had a brain injury mm. and then she fell and hit her head. So like I, I lost her two times and I had the same dream and I was like, Damn. why is this happening twice? And then I had a dream about her when she was in the hospital too. I was like chasing her through this field and she was my age and she had this like long, beautiful black hair and she's going through a field. This is when she was in a coma and we did not know. It was the night that we were supposed to decide to pull the plug the next day. We had like come home and my dad and I were just like, we got to think on this. And I remember crawling into bed next to my dad and I was like, I have to sleep in here. Like, I can't be by myself. And he's like, it's cool. So I remember cuddling up next to my dad um, in Virginia. And then I had this dream and she was walking through this beautiful meadow and she was perfectly fine. And she had, she was like, just fine. And she kept looking at me and just smiling. And I was like, either this is like her saying goodbye. Holy Or this shit. is saying it's going to be okay. And I didn't know what it meant, but we just decided what we decided. So I don't know. Weird dreams come to me. I feel like I'm very tapped into that consciousness. Yeah, it was weird. That's but intense. It was really intense. I'm kind of used to intense situations. <laughs> yeah. Well, prior, prior to the incident with your mom... Sounds like you definitely had, you know, an awareness of a dream and you called Premonitions. Her and you grew up in a household that would encourage. Oh, absolutely. My dad told me how to... Sharing your dreams How to stuff. 
realize you're in a lucid dream. Hmm. So if you're having a dream, Ooh. so this is this is something you can do, and I've looked it up, and you probably know a little bit about it. Well, so. that's that's why I wanted to go. What is your definition of lucid? Dream? Yeah, yeah. So my definition of lucid dream is a dream you can control and that you know you were dreaming. Okay. So. And I've only had one of these where I could control the actual dream. Usually I'm dreaming that I'm flying and I'm like, oh, I'm flying. I can do whatever. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm going to die. And then, you know, then I wake up, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'll I've never dreaming. done the fuck I'm going to die thing, well, now though. now it's the mortality patch. The mortality. Oh, no, shit. I'll be like having a dream and I'll realize I'm having a dream. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm in a dream. I can control it. I can fly. And I'll like run off a cliff and then I won't be flying. And I'm like. I am so stupid. I'm not dreaming. And then I'll wake up. <laughs> oh. No, but the, the lucid dreaming, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're having a lucid dream, and you're in it, and you realize, I'm in a dream. Mm -hmm. You're in a dream. Yep. Um, one of the ways to gain control is you find your hands. And you try to look at your hands, and you have to realize that they're hands. And you take those hands, and you do something. And then you can kind of be like, okay, right. now I can control what I'm doing, right? Oh, interesting. And the only time I've ever... So it's like you're linking up with your avatar you, in your dream. Kind of. You have to realize yourself right. in the dream right. and solidify that right. thing. So I remember the first lucid, lucid, lucid dream I had where I actually knew I was dreaming. I was like, I'm going to control this bitch. Um, I forgot what was happening entirely, but I was in a lucid dream and I was like, oh, okay, I'm here. Find your hands. And I remember it being like... <laughs> like the... Mo like the hardest thing in my entire wow. life to do and i finally found them and they were like not hands <laughs> i was looking at them and i was like these are different like they were they were like you know blank like flamey things but they were flesh color but they were just swarmy swarmies Whoa. and i was like i've got you your hands i know your hands <laughs> don't try to fool me dream and i was fighting the whole time and i'd be like okay the hands are down now we're walking and i started being like i will not let the dream win <laughs> Wow. It was like I woke up and I was panting. I was so exhausted, but I felt very accomplished. What are some of the things that have made you realize that you're dreaming? Because I, I remember, <laughs> I remember my very first lucid dream. I was in such a weird thing. I was taking a drama class at the Mesa Arts Center. Shout out Mesa, <laughs> Arizona. And I had already taken the class over the summer. Now it was like November and I was dreaming. And so I wake up and I'm, I'm not, I wake up, I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming about being in this class. And I remember in my dream being like, wait, it's November. I'm aware that it's November. That's crazy. There's no way I'm still in this class. I'm dreaming. Yeah, yeah. So then I went and like, you know, picked up the vending machine and shook all the candy out of it and flew around and. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's always been, and I've had maybe two or three other dreams like that that I could control, but it's always like, wait, this can't be happening because I remember there's mm -hmm. always a moment for me. Have you ever had sleep paralysis? Oh, God. <laughs> sleep paralysis is such a huge yes. Have you? I've had it one, once before, but I, I liked it because I had a dream where I had like orgasmed. And oh, I was laying Jesus there, Christ. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't want to move. I can't move, but we're good with this. <laughs> Huh. No. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever, do you know what sleep paralysis is? Yeah. You yeah. can't move. Have, you can't have I, ever. I, I used it's to scary. have that, like a juicy dream about getting attacked by sharks. Oh. And then you wake up and you can't move. Right. I couldn't move and stop them. Oh, no. Sleep paralysis is when you no, wake no, up. No, no. I couldn't physically move. move. Oh, you couldn't But physically in my dream, I couldn't move either. Ah. I'm like, they're going to bite me. They're going to get me. They're going to get me. Mm. Chomp, chomp, chomp. I wake up because obviously I want to exit that pain and I, I can't move. Mm. Oh. I can only remember one specific time that I've had sleep paralysis. Um, it was when I was dating my ex and I was in Texas and he had left for work. 
So I stayed at his place. You know, he took the car. I was kind of just hanging out watching Netflix. I don't know if Netflix was a thing seven years ago, but <laughs> <laughs> I was just hanging out watching TV. And I fell asleep on the couch. And I remember I was awake, but I was laying on the couch and there was no one home. And I was like, my mind was racing. And I was like, I are my eyes open? I can mm-hmm. see the room, but the rest of my body is not responding. And so I was like, what if he doesn't, what time is it? When is he getting home? Like, is How he going to wake I? me up? Like, Whoa. am I going to die like this? Am I really awake right now? Why can I not move? I can see the room. And that probably only lasted like five minutes, but it felt like hours. And then I went back to sleep, woke up when he got home. And I was just like, what planet am I living on? Did you tell anybody? I don't think I told him like immediately. I don't know if I ever told him because I, I guess I thought it was a dream for a while until I Googled it and was like, eyes open, can't move, sleep. You know, but apparently it's a really common thing. It's very common. Yeah. It's super Like not super common, but it's like well known that it does happen to people. Yeah. Yours seems really intense. Mine was like. Oh, mine was terrifying. It wasn't that long. I remember I couldn't move. Not long enough, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I remember remember not being able to move, but being like I was at peace because it was a good dream. But if (laughs) sharks are attacking me, then I want to move and I can't. Or if she's waking up, she can't move, she can't. I'm a shark attack, a survivor. You are. Do you feel like, like. Do you guys feel like dreams influence your life? And like mm. sometimes when events nah. happen in your life, you had deja vu? Like I've dreamt this. Mm. I have deja vu constantly. Yeah, mm. Not like constantly like I'm having it right now. Um, but I, I have it at least once a week, if mm. not like four times a week. Well, I was just wondering like, you know. Deja vu for like yeah. where you, I guess in life, like you guys are you're going back to school soon. Right? Something going on with school? Something? Oh, I'm taking one course, class. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just decided so, to randomly take a class. So I'm just class. saying, as you make decisions in life, right? Miss doesn't have enough time. Needs a therapist. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. I can be my own therapist. It'll save so much time. <laughs> my goodness. That's what she did for her mom. Why can't she therapize herself? I'll therapize myself. Juliet, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling lonely. Oh, I'm here to help you. That's great. <laughs> I can see you that happening. You should do that. I did talk to my therapist, by the way, and she said her schedule's booked up, but if you're a friend of mine, she'll get me in, get uh, you in. Like, She'll do what she can. Uh, your therapist called me. She was great, too. Um, I'm going to have to go to both. I just, you know, I've got to do it. I did already tell you that I made my therapist cry, right? You made her cry? I didn't tell you guys about this. You did. We'll talk about it later. You definitely did. Okay. It was beautiful, by the way. Julia doesn't awesome remember. Share. No, I, I wasn't here acting like I don't remember did things. Did we say, do we do it on the pod? No. I don't know if we did. Oh. No, it was not on a podcast. I would have remembered that. No, I'm not saying no to so you. you got, so deja vu, I, I guess as, I mean, you guys are younger than me. I'm just wondering what tokens, gestures, symbols, mythology, you had parents that obviously encouraged dreams. I don't know anything, Juliet. This is your okay. I'm just run wondering, with like, it. Yeah. you know, as, Juliet, teach us all the secrets. Yeah, and, and also What'd being an actress, you? you know, and being able to embody. Being holistic and from Sedona. Yeah, she's got yeah. all the secrets. All the secrets. Um, I have no idea. I think that some, I just really hope it's all real. Like, I hope that it's some futuristic or past connecting to you. I hope that it's God talking. I hope it's all these things because huh. the, 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 the I don't other sides are pressing. I don't think any of those things. <laughs> I think it's your subconscious and I think your subconscious and listening to your subconscious is equally as important as some future past God talking to you. 
No, that's a good Whoa. point. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. God, it's a woman. She is. So, <laughs> so when? So I guess when do you? How do you base your decisions? Like, yeah, how, how do, you, do you make it work? Yeah, how do you know when uh, this feels right? This doesn't feel right. Like how in do, life, like my decision making. No. Yeah. Wait, I uh, thought we were talking about in her dreams how she makes them. Either or. I'm very. Confused. No, I want to know about your dreams. Can we start with dreams? Like, yes. how do I make myself? I'm on the same page as you. I yeah. guess what I was trying to say is what symbols, gestures, tokens, deja vu, what experiences, if you're tapping into uh, dreams, like if you have a really lucid dream and you're like, yeah. oh, uh, you know, I just dreamt about a tree again or a tidal wave again, or like how do you link things from the, and you said it's all parts of you, your dreamscape to the terrestrial or human. How do you link it? Or do you, or do you not? Do you check in with Well, things? I like my dream yeah, world. So if how your dreams do you... are telling you things, yeah, how do you, do you, did your dad teach you how to lucid dream? And then how do you, it's hard. So teach us about lucid dreaming. And then do you listen to your dreams, write them down, and like, do you like right. really analyze them and what or do you get them. from them? Or yeah. Them. Yeah. Okay. Keep so me the hell out of your dreams. Guys. <gasps> I'll be in all your dreams, They're baby. Fun. <laughs> Twilight um, status. Twilight. Team <laughs> Edward. Patch me up. <laughs> Patch me up and paralyze me for permanent orgasm. <laughs> Yeah, see, orgasms, Shame shelf. Shame like shelf. living forever. Like, I want to be in all her dreams. What are you talking about? No, I wish my dreams were reality. Um, all okay, right, Juliet. so many questions, guys, that you had that First, don't quite go make sense. lucid dreaming. Check so lucid dreaming, dreams. I told you, lucid dreaming is when you realize you're in a dream, with, the steps like, you take is you find your hands or mm -hmm. your feet. What else? Or you try and find a mirror. That's your doorway. Mm. What? I'm saying that's your doorway. That's your doorway, but also that's like a, a well-known thing where they're like, okay, if you realize you're lucid dreaming, look for, hands, a, look for feet, a mirror, hands, mirror. feet. Try to associate yourself in that dream. Hands, feet, mirror. Right? So you're trying to be like, this is my hands. These are my feet. This is my body. Oh, I see my body in a mirror. And I've done all of those things in different dreams before. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. So that's a way of taking control of I have a very different entryway into my earth suit but and that's totally fine that's totally fine I, that's just what i've read not as exhausting not as oh it's hard um what <laughs> and then bringing the dreams into your real life um i write them down if they're good i also am a very visual have a very visual memory mm. so like i can look at look at a list and memorize it but if you ver tell it to me i'm not gonna remember it whoa as well, right? Mm. Like I, I have a semi, not photographic, oh, but oh, oh. traits with photographic yeah. memory. It's so. like with names. I have to see a name tag. I have to see it written yes. down. If you say your name, it will go in one ear and out the other. I don't know anyone's mm -hmm. name. Uh, I have to write it down. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Or if you paint a picture of it, I'll be like, oh, yes, I remember that name. Um, mm -hmm. So dreams I remember because they're very visual and mm -hmm. they're textury for me. Um, bring it into my everyday life. I, I kind of try to analyze it, but I also am like, I'm scared of what... I'm not scared of what they'll mean. I just don't want to misinterpret them. Like with my with that whole thing with my mom, if nothing would have happened, then I would have said, oh, I just had another scary mm. dream. Like I had a dream about Bird Box. I never even see the movie. I had a whole dream about it. You know, like oh it was the weirdest God. thing. That's just, that's just viral marketing campaigns it must being have successful. Been. Oh my God. Well, but we were that. in a very thing. Yeah. Like before a song comes on, I'm singing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that for is sure. Is that just me picking up airwaves? Or? I don't know. I, but so I, feel like I, I'm, I feel like I'm tuned in. I know this sounds so dippy but I feel like I'm very tuned in and always have been since I was little. Like, we went to, um, to England. Okay, so this is a random story. We went to England, and uh, we were over there for a month. I, I had sold the most Girl Scout cookies in Arizona. And so... <laughs> what? A little entrepreneur. Yeah, okay, little lemonade girl. 
I wanted to be. I, yeah, I pretty much excel at most How things I do. How many boxes for now. did you sell? Three thousand one hundred and eight boxes. How the fuck did you manage that? I was a cute eight-year-old with like energetic parents and a tiny dog, like this one. Girl, I was a cute eight-year-old with energetic parents. Did you want to sell three Girl Scout grand? cookies? I sold. I sold Girl Scout cookies. I didn't sell three grand. Did you go to college campuses? I didn't think that far. <laughs> I was, my parents were like, you want to go to college campuses? Those kids are going to be hungry because they're stoners. They're in college. So yeah, but yeah. you don't get the cookies immediately. Well, yeah, but you can convince them to buy them. So Would you just buy 3000 and then go sell them? Genius. Genius. Yes, we did. We did a little bit. But we did. Pre, we did most of them pre-order. But my parents were like, "Yeah, we're gonna buy like you know a couple hundred more because we're just gonna sell them." People also people are like, "Oh, I didn't get to order any. Do we have any?" I didn't realize that you got to take a trip to fucking London. If well, you... I created a program, and I was eight. Of course, you did. I was eight, so it was also my mom. Um, where we called it Hands Across the Water. So I went over there, and they paid for my trip to meet the girl guides. So I went over and spent like a week with the girl guides what? and I brought them like an American flag and American you things. you are so cool. Like you just I keep telling me about all these things that you do with the jeans <laughs> and with the podcast yeah. and with the I'm like, I'm like such a you cool do human and no one cares. But she also, she, she, she just want to be Oprah. It's not happening You definitely still have that life energy and I'm very jealous of it. That's how I was when I was a kid. I didn't sell 3,000, yeah. but I, I don't have life reflected. You know what I mean either. But yeah, what's so this? Not doing anything. But what's this failure now? Shit. What's that? It's hard. You're trying to step into my world in negativity. No, I don't. It's I don't LA. think LA. We all compare ourselves. Yeah. She's fine. It's just goals. You set Damn. goals for yourself, and I'm like, why am I not selling any pants on Fancy Pants? Why is life reflected not on not on Netflix? Every other on stupid Oprah. show is. Yeah. Or why is it on Oprah? Or why do I have my own like own TV talk show? And this podcast is fucking fantastic, and I like it a lot. Not just saying that. Like this is this is one more step. In the direction of that thing but that it's I'm not trying on to Oprah. get, but it's not Oprah yet. So we're constantly until we get Chella knows. And constantly we have these goals for ourselves, and you work towards it. And even if you're getting closer every single day, it still feels like you don't have it. Yeah, it still feels like you're failing. But when you're a kid and you can look back and be like, "Oh, I sold the most Girl Scout cookies. Oh, I was a national champion gymnast. Oh, blah 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 blah." They already did it. I always forget. when I was a kid, you don't think of I don't I haven't sold enough cookies yet. You're eight. You don't care, <laughs> right? But were you consumed with selling cookies? No. No, I was like, I'm cute. And I would make up songs and dances. I make up like a whole thing to buy the cookies. And I had, yeah, oh, I was, it was a lot. One woman show with my dog. I had a, I did have a crisis. The next year I sold like third in the state or something. And I was nine. And uh, I was like, I'm not cute anymore. Wait, so how do you, how do you go (laughs) from, you sold the most cookies to I'm going to Europe? Oh, okay. So Hands Across the Water created a program. I think it still exists for some people if they want to do it. Um, where you go and you meet the girl guides and like we made a whole thing with like those little hands. I drew the thing with two hands and uh, I gave them an American flag. They gave me a British flag. We talked about cookies. We gave each other different patches. Um, I created a patch that was like hands across the water patch. And you can do wherever there's Girl Scout-esque things. It doesn't have to be England. It could be wherever they have other Girl Scouts. So girl guides are in England. So we went there for like a month and the Girl Scouts of America paid for us to go for a week. So did we you get to just month. choose anything? Well, I was like, I want to go to England. And they were like, oh, okay. Oh, because I was a troop of one in Sedona. They didn't have Girl Scouts and I wanted to do it. And my mom, so there was a troop of like four people or so the first you year. You were a 
fucking troop, troop of, of one. one. Yeah, yeah, it was Wait, troop thought, of one. I thought Arizona was Mormon central. They're not Sedona. Not Sedona, Sedona. <laughs> small town. Yeah. Sedona's like, and it's tiny. very progressive as far as I. So I feel like Girl Scouts were. No one liked Girl Scouts in Sedona. They're like, don't do that to you your daughters. You are a troop of one. So they give you when you sell a lot of cookies. They gave me a bunch of money for college. They gave me a bunch of patches and stuffed animals and a ceremony and a plaque and all this stuff. Um, but they also give your troop money. Mm. So when I sold. Uh, when I was third in the state for Girl Scout cookie sales, I had a troop of like seven and I, I took everyone to Disneyland. Damn. So I had that money. So this is the money for your troop. And I said, okay, let's go to Disneyland. I've never been. So I took my group of seven to Disneyland. Holy shit. When I sold the most Girl Scout cookies, mm-hmm. those girls were no longer my troop, but I still wanted to do it. So it was just me. Right. And I was nine or whatever. So my mom had to, <laughs> had to be with me. And I was like, I want to go to Europe. So we did for a week. And it was great. So then we stayed for a month. So that's why I was in Europe. Mm. We stayed for a month, and um, it was just my mom and I. My dad was in Spain, and my mom and I were, like, road tripping around England. And we went to all the different cities, and it was really fun. We were just, like, had a van. We slept in the back. It was great. You had a van? We rented a van, and we slept in the back. Dude, or your stay mom at, like, is so cool. My yeah. mom would never do that. She'd be like, I need somewhere to shower and put on my makeup. I would do that, too, though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we I appreciate like, my mom's style. We would do but, like, bed and breakfast Also, how fucking days. cool would it to, like... Be in the back of a van. What the fuck? Yeah. It wasn't that My cool. mom would never do that. It was like camping. It was like camping in the back of a car. But like whose mom like signs up for that? Right. I don't know. Well, I just yeah. love My this crazy story. My crazy-ass parents. I love this story. We're so out of the box. I love this. So we're traveling around uh, after we've done the Girl Guide thing. We're traveling around Europe and we're seeing crop circles everywhere, right? And everyone's got their theory about what crop circles are. And they were really big back then. There what? was like more of them than <laughs> you usual. Know this. You didn't notice? Yeah. No. So in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of crop circles at a, at a certain time, period of time, and they still happen. There's mm-hmm. not getting as much news anymore. Oh. And everyone's got their theories, whether it's UFOs, if it's just people going out and doing this to their crops. You know, there's videos about how to do it. Right. Oh, this is how they're doing it. I had a theory as a kid. I said, well, it's the it's the energies from the earth are coming up, and they're making the deer come down and lay down in, <sighs> in packs, and they're going to make these things, right? So, I'm, and, you know, that's a silly thing. <laughs> but that was my idea, right? I love it. So then we're driving by, and we were going to all the old places like Avebury and Stonehenge was meh, but Avebury was cool. Just driving around. We're driving through like random English Wait, countryside. Wait, your mom was also, I'm so sorry, your That's mom good. was also driving the car yeah. on a backwards road, like London's opposite. Oh yeah, she's ballsy. She'll be like, oh, oh give me my that God. car, I'll drive I've around. tried to convince my mom so many times every time I, she's like, no, it's dangerous. I'm so impressed by your mom Why and you. Why is dangerous? Because like, Just you don't know where you're going it. and it's like opposite, it's new, whatever. I don't know, my mom drive thinks slow. it's super dangerous. Drive slow. I don't know. I just think you I would drive like hella badass right now. I'm so impressed by this story. I would drive anywhere. I mean, I don't like to limit myself. Be like, all right. Especially where the language is different though, like Rome yeah, or like Rome Africa or. You see, England's easy. Everyone speaks English. <laughs> You're still on the opposite side of the Rome. Okay. You are. So you went to the crop circles. So in- we're driving around. We're driving around and I, out of nowhere, and we were seeing them everywhere. Like, it's not like, oh my God, there's a crop circle. Like, we see them everywhere. But finally, I, we were driving. And I was like, mom, look at that crop circle. And she's like, oh yeah, it looks nice. It's a good one. I said, we have to go there. And she's like, okay. So we pull over the car and we walk over this crop circle. And it's it's like dusk. It's like, you know, becoming dusk. And we walk out in this crop circle. And we're like jovial, like da-da-da. We're in this crop circle. We're jumping around on our way out there. We get to the crop circle and we're walking around. This is the first crop circle I've been in. We're walking around the crop circle. And we get into it. And I'm so happy. I'm just euphoric. And I'm like, mom, oh, my gosh, this is the coolest thing we've ever done. And I remember her like giggling and being like, yeah, you're so silly and 
and I like laid down in it. I was like, this is so crazy and cool. And I'm nine. I've got no pretensions about what you should act like or do or whatever. And then I remember we leave and we're leaving and we get back in the car and I just am bawling. And I'm like, mom, everyone was there. Everyone was in that circle. Like people I didn't even know were in that circle, but I've known them for thousands of years. I'm like spitting out all this stuff. And my mom is like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> She's she into it, but she's also like a little afraid because I was having this breakdown. And five minutes before, I was like skipping around a crop circle. It was so crazy. Whoa. And I remember that like being so happy and then being like, remember seeing all these faces in my mind that I didn't know, but I knew. And it was like your aunt, my ancestors or something were coming to say hello. And it was terrifying and scary and heavy. So how do you explain that now? I don't know. <laughs> my, I have, Except for like <clears throat> the energy of the earth. Like I have no yeah. idea. It was so weird. So I think we're on the same page when it comes to like spiritualism yeah. and energies like affecting energy as God and the way that we are on earth, you know, either attributes to the positivity or negativity of God. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom tells me a story when I was like four, I was randomly like, watching TV and, you know, playing with dolls. I don't even know. And my mom was in the kitchen and I just randomly turned over to her. I was like, mom, remember last time when, when I was the mom and you were the daughter? She goes, no, Kaylee, I don't remember that. What do you mean? I was like, "Eh, just last time. And then I completely ignored her and kept playing. And so my family also, you know, believes in spirituality and reincarnation and past lifetimes. And I still treat my mother as if she's my child. Like when it comes to my mom is bad with directions. She's bad with, you know, um, holding on to important documents. She's so like, and I realized that at like age eight, (laughs) we went to Disneyland one time and she lost our Disneyland tickets. And I don't know if you guys have been to Disneyland, but you have to, if they're like two or three day passes, it's the same ticket every day. You have to keep it. And if you lose them, they're like $400 and you, you, you just, you lose that money and you can't go to Disneyland. So she lost our tickets. Fortunately, they found them the next day and we were able to go. But from that moment on, that moment on, that's how I describe my mom. I was always holding the tickets. So I've always treated her kind of like she's my daughter and she's always kind of acted like my daughter. Um, yeah. So I feel like, like it does definitely help that you were born and raised in Sedona and a place that believes in energy. Yeah. And, and you know, um, you know, all the things that I just mentioned, past lifetimes and reincarnation. But I definitely do believe that there are people that are more susceptible and more in tune with the different like energy levels mm-hmm. on earth. Do you think maybe that you're one of them? Uh, I hope so and don't hope so at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think so because I'm affected by other, like I feel like I feel people. Have you ever, do you know what Reiki is? I love Reiki. Yeah, okay. My mom used to do Reiki, yeah. Oh, she did? Mm-hmm. So your mom is obviously very in tune then. She's very in tune. Yeah. I mean, like there's a crazy story of when we almost died and, and the only thing that woke her up was, I can only explain it as like angels. She's seen angels that she's told me about and she's seen spirits and whatever. But um, yeah, long story short, we were, I was eight. It was right before we went to England, like a year before we went to England. And we'd come back from, oh no, this was the same trip. We'd come back from England. We had just come back from England. My dad was still in Spain. Just come back from England, and we were the house had been empty for like a month and a half. We come back, it's cold. We turn on the heater, 
um, we go in the bedroom and because my dad wasn't there, we slept in the same bed because mm. I was a little kid. And she put on the space heater as well because it was freezing and she put these little, she like rolled up a towel and put it against the door to keep the heat inside that one room. We both both go to sleep. She wakes up because like her, her great grandfather, like some relative that was very old to her said, Nancy, wake up. There's something wrong with Juliet. And so she wakes up and she tries to wake me up and I'm not waking up. What? Yeah. So not in a dream. She wakes up from that dream. I'm not waking up. And she's like, well, not waking up. And I'm very groggy. And I remember, I don't remember her picking up, but I remember being set on the bathroom floor and waking up and seeing her feet run away as a kid. That's all I remember. And I'm like, just feeling really groggy. She ran out to go call 911 because I wasn't responding. And she had run through the carbon monoxide in the house that had built up from the heater that she had turned on when we came home. She dials 911 and passes out. And they come to the house. They save her because she passed on the floor. So it didn't get her. We went to the hospital. Um, they saved me and my mom, my hamster. Grab <laughs> <laughs> the hamster. I was in the ambulance. Oh, that's so sweet. I was in the ambulance, and they were talking to my mom. They're like, "Is there anyone else in the house?" And she's like, "No, it's just the two of us." And I was like, "Rocky!" Oh, no, no. <laughs> and they go back in and get my hamster, oh, and I'm like giving. I'm like, "Can he have oxygen?" They're like trying to put this oxygen oh mask on top God. of this hamster. Um, Wait, so did yeah. you wake up when you saw your mom's feet running away, or did you like Rocky woke up, passed back out? I woke up, um, I was on the floor already, and I saw her feet running away. But then you stayed? I stayed awake, kind of. I was like, on the. F- I don't know, I just kind of remember that image. Yeah. And then the, the, the people coming. So then we, were, we, we, so we had carbon monoxide poisoning. Holy shit. Yeah. And she, she tells me later that the, the paramedics were never at the hospital. The people at the hospital, when we were already there, and they were getting us all hooked up to oxygen and whatever, said, ma'am, why did you wake up? You should not have woken up. That house was full. Because they go back in there and, and check the levels. Like, that house was full of carbon monoxide. You shouldn't have woken up. And she's like, I just, I, this guy in my dream, you know, he's a great grandfather or whatever, he told me there was something wrong with my daughter. And I woke up because so I was panicked there was something wrong with my daughter. This is great. Like, we should have died. We should have absolutely died. My dad wasn't going to be home for, like, another two weeks. Like, no one would have found us. We just would have been sleeping. It was, so she is very in tune. She talks about angels. She says that I visited her in a dream recurring dream before she was even pregnant for like years singing to her and like I looked the same and it was like great like she's very in tune so I must have gotten that from her my family tells stories about that mm. I definitely don't have it anywhere near that level other than the 9-11 dream that's um, something yeah that is something. but like holy shit I love yeah. hearing that shit because I'm just such a big believer in like energy and the power yeah. that energy has so so I guess how do you guys, you know, with your career paths and just the, the <laughs> life decisions, and obviously dreams happen to you. You can participate. You can become from remote viewer to, you know. Active viewer. Active, yeah. And then shape things, change your dreams. Well, Juliet can. I can't so much anymore. Well, not yet. You can change yet. yourself. But I'm going to focus on my hands. But I guess mm-hmm. therapy, right, understands certain patterns that we're in that may be disruptive or mm-hmm. negative. But back to the energy question and dreams being a big proponent of you know, let's just say guidance, uh, insights, ideas mm-hmm. cr- are, are dormant, recessive, subconscious, whatever the label is, part of our creative self. And then dealing with goals, like obviously we want the podcast to do well. We want, you know, Chella Can TV, I dream this reflective. podcast into Oprah existence? Well, so here's the <laughs> thing. When you look at the like habits or the, you know, the 
people writing children's stories based on dreams mm -hmm. or channeling uh, intuition. Other people just pure luck. Other people no spirituality whatsoever, just dogginess, you mm -hmm. know, and just you know tuning out the whole world. And so I was just wondering, like, what you know the shape or influence dreams are, or you feel that you know there's really not much of a bridge, but using your life skills, whether it's through therapy or analyzing or assessing or powering your way through with intellect mm -hmm. or the body and dropping in and feeling like, oh, this something's off, I don't know. Like uh, I had one where this guy, I had a dog at the time too, and the dog didn't like him either, but there was just something off about this guy, and I just felt something testing me, mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know what was testing me, but it was like, you know, there was something uh, mesmerizing about the guy, but it could have... Was he an Ed Buck-type character? Mm. No, he was... he. His last name... Well, he was called Castleneck, but he had a big castle on his neck. We're talking like <laughs> 89. We're wow. not talking where everyone's fucking tatted up. Yeah, damn. And uh, long story short, there was just something weird about him. And I, again, worked at the pizzeria all the time, but I just back to something just seemed off. But you know he would get, he get the same sandwich like once a week, like a meatball sub. Would like the, he liked the provolone a certain way. I would just hook him up, you know, not for free, but just hook him up. Like he'd walk in and be there for him. And like Mike something Castle Neck or something. But long story short, it was like this weird relationship as a customer. But then I would see him in Boston. Mm. I'd see him on the street, and my dog was pretty friendly. If, if I was in a good mood, he was friendly. He was an Alaskan Malamute and just whatever. But for whatever reason, my dog didn't like him. And, and my dog didn't like everyone, but for some reason, it was just like, oh, and another thing. And it was like that. And then I remember one time going into this bar. Yes, the same bar that I got thrown out later. Um, and he was like one of the bouncers at the bar or something like that. And he, I walked in and he like did something like with a squirt like a gun or a rubber, like those Guns that shoot darts, oh. the suction cup gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But I remember, I, like, I, I, will, I walk in, and I felt him before he did anything. I looked over, and he had it pointed at me, and I didn't flinch. And he's like, huh, you're a tough motherfucker, man. You didn't flinch at all. Like, something like that. And it didn't even register. I, just, I was probably tired from a 12-hour shift. But it was just weird. Long, and the end of it was... He murders his girlfriend across the street, <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm in the window, three o'clock in the afternoon, making pizza. Shot her dead in the street, and then <gasps> stand off with the police and kills himself. Holy fuck! And it was just back to like I knew not to like say anything back to him that time in the bar. We wanted to pet my dog. His name was Juno. Wanted to pet him, you know. And it yeah, was but you just, got an energy of there's something not quite right with this individual. Right, but how do you do, how do I, like? And then I had different premonitions, like oh, I'll do this, do that, and I, and then other times I would be like, I don't, I'm not feeling anything, but I can't wait for an answer. Yeah. Because what do I do I mean, then? I think you're experiencing something that women experience constantly. It's like you know something's off but you can't quite describe it, but it's just like your women's intuition that's saying this right. person's a predator and not just like awkward and doesn't know how to talk to people. You can, you can tell there's a predatory thing underneath. There is a, yeah. There's an energy thing. I don't know if it's an energy thing or just because women are taught from such an early age that like men are going to do fucked up shit to them. I don't know. Well, it could be tiny signals that we don't even realize we're interpreting, like the yeah. way he holds himself, the way he talks, the way his, the cadence of his voice maybe. But I guess the 
many things like that have happened in my life where I interact. And then it's like, right now I feel like, oh, in some ways I'm evolving and there's growing pain spiritually, emotionally. And in other ways I feel like I'm really stunted, I'm dulled, and it's like, oh, well, I'm trying think... to find my spiritual vertical to go, how am I going to get through this taper? How am I going to get off these meds? How do I wake up every day? Oh, try cod liver oil. I'm like trying everything. Yeah. i got to exercise more. I'm brewing stuff again. Like, what Tom, am I doing? Tom, I think you're very in tune with your femininity. Yeah. Not only, I don't, I honestly don't actually know why because we haven't talked about your parents a whole lot. Maybe your adopted mom had a lot to do with that. Same um, birthday as me. Same birthday? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's sweet. Cool. When's her birthday? July 6th. Okay, we got a while. Yeah. What's your birthday, Juliet? May 31st. Okay, we're all, yeah. we're we're all, all May, we're June, all May's, July yeah. babies. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have this very feminine strength about you. Yeah. <clears throat> I think partially that comes from your experiences um, being abused as a kid mm. uh, because most white men don't understand what it's like to be oppressed. And so to be oppressed by another man, you have that experience of right. oppression um, that you share with women and people of color. Um, but there's this very feminine, like, like knowledge that I get from you. Yeah. Yeah, That you just like, you want to understand yourself and you don't have to be perfect. And like, you have this strength of femininity that comes from you. Julia, I just realized that like now. Yeah. No, as you're saying, I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I, I, I kind of felt that from the beginning, but you really put it into words in a well, in a really nice way. Like you're very yeah. in touch with like your, so how come everything dear to me is like well, how come I'm a, I'm an emotional avoidant? Because you're because you are in touch with your femininity. Yeah, <laughs> that's how women yeah. feel most of the time. But it's like you know what I mean. I'm difficult. No, I'm not trying to say that women are perfect. No, I think or that we're not difficult. We're like, like because you're so in tune with your emotions and because you're trying to be so in tune with yourself, that makes sh- life okay. more difficult. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna share this with you guys, just because I'm blowing my mind. When I did the humbly cheapy ceremony, what you would do is you couldn't do any drugs, nothing, no drinking, water only, uh, and tobacco. <laughs> um, but you would prepare these pra- uh, uh, waluta, these prayer ties, and then you would have, um, that year was 108, they come up with a different ceremonial numbers, and it's the four colors for the four directions, and it would mm. make a circle, and that would be your contract with spirit, that that circle would not be trespassed by any animals or spirits or anything yeah. that, unless they were benevolent and part of your vision that you were seeking. Mm. So humbly achieving means crying for vision. Mm. And I don't know why, but before you go, you're in a sweat lodge. And when I mean sweat lodge, we're not talking your fucking 24-hour fitness shit. We're talking cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. Like People you been can't have a necklace on you killed. or a ring. <laughs> It would, yeah, your yeah, skin dangerous will shit. burn, you know, and they have the duckbill feathers, they're doing it with the sage and then splashing water on you. And it's like they, the fire keeper knew, like, the, uh, to give the water right at the right time to me. And there's like 15 of us, and uh, you each go around and you're past this thing, and it's uh, what your vision was. And I don't know why. And this is back to, well, I didn't follow through, and I should, because I said, may my actions be like that of a man, but but may they come from the heart and spirit of a woman. Wait, that came to you or that's what that's you said? That's what I asked for. And that's what came to me in the, in, the, in the sweat lodge. Then I went up on the mountain and uh, you know, if you pee, you have to pee over outside your circle. If you have mm-hmm. to poop over your circle. <laughs> you could write journals. You know, there was no Walkman, no music, no nothing. There wasn't any. How long you out there? 
Uh, so the first year is one day, one night, and the second year, two days, a night, three nights. So the, and my friend, Sean, who's like a quarter Lakota Sioux, he, he was like, you know, his dad was half, you know, whatever, and he was like so anti-Indian. Like he didn't want to go. I wanted to go more than he did. Anti-Native American. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny part was, so he was going his first day and first night, and uh, Sparky, one of the fire keepers, you know, got me down first. Right, and, th- and this is uh, knowing after, and um, you know, I saw uh, the vision I saw, I could share it now because it's so long ago. Was a, a black eyed daisy or a, mm. b- uh, like a flower black center with yellow petals, mm. and it was closed and it f- was falling and it fell into a stream. And as soon as it landed in the water, it opened up and flowed away. Mm. And that was my vision, okay, whatever that means, right. So I'm sitting, and now I'm taking care of the women that are on their, men, on their cycle in the moon time. They're in their own thing. You feed them. They don't do anything. They're just sitting there on pine needles and I just totally pampered so the whole time. So moon time means period, yeah, right? Yeah, their cycle. You've got to read Mr. Babylon. Right. Okay. Yeah, they're moon cycles. So, okay. I mean, they're elevated. They're, they're not, they don't have to do anything. So, and it's not that they plan it. Some were planning to go and do, you know, vision quests. I don't know if I like that or I hate it, but continue. It, I think it's celebrating the goddess and how this is. But are they powerful. allowed to work? Are they allowed they to do not? whatever they want? But oh, it's okay. a time of it's a time of honoring them. You're honoring the, it, the lifeblood that's coming right. from you that could have been. If that's the case, then I like it. <laughs> and they also don't have to pierce flesh when they hang from the tree of life because they give birth and they have the pain of childbirth. They could pierce their arms if they decide the to. The Native American cultures to. and and Druid cult like they mm. s- they celebrate yeah. all these things are not oppressive. They're they're very much like you are amazing woman. We will Absolutely. celebrate yeah. you. You're closer. Well, to, you're closer, closer to, to spirit. Spirit, yeah, because you give life. You're closer to spirit. And your moon bleeding is a celebration right. of the, your womanhood. So I'm hmm. down there, I love that. and I remember like, oh, where? So I'm kind of skeptical, but I had that dream, lucid, vivid yeah, dream, cool. and, and, I, and that was it. I remember sleeping like I never slept before, mm-hmm. like the best sleep of my life, like seriously. And then so I'm like, oh, when's Sean coming down? And you know, and then back checking with him, he was about like his day was up, and he was thinking to himself, "Fuck this shit, this is some bullshit." Leave him up there. Bullshit. So what happened was Sparky, like, you know, uh, the lady's name is Mary Thunder, basically told the firekeepers he he didn't have his vision yet. Mm-hmm. Don't get him. So right when he was ready oh, to pack his shit snap. up, like this is bullshit, Sparky went up to, because we all have our different parts on the mountain, mm-hmm. went up to my buddy Sean. It's like, you, uh, Spirit says you have to stay another, you, you didn't receive your vision yet. And he's like, oh shit. Like maybe there's something to this stuff. Yeah. Like fuck. And then the, the next thing back to, well, we got a lot of rain in LA. It rained like a motherfucker the next day. He, he was like covered in Spirit's mud. Spirit's like, you got like a vision today. <laughs> His own, his own piss and shit or whatever, but it was oh. like his st- so he had his ass handed to him. But because he stayed two days two nights, he was then leapfrogged to three days yeah. two nights. I don't know how much for I haven't talked to him in years at Shagrim Mahal, but I uh, love you, Sean. But yeah, so that's the I guess that you saying, oh, you have this intuition or this side of you, but I'm also a man and I feel like I have to become a warrior, like on the on the masculine side i feel like i'm in balance because i'm a failed dad right now i don't want to go into a whole guilt song and dance but i do i, don't I think feel, you should guilt yourself i feel like with my anxiety and my fears like i don't want to say it's feminine i just feel like i need to break out of that it's no longer serving me 
it kept me safe. It, I have accomplished a lot, but now I have to be. I don't want. Oh, I don't know. I'm well, saying I, it to you guys. It goes but back I have to, to that. be. I have. I need more masculine energy. I. I, I, I'm living too much in my doubt, my fear, my guilt, my shame, and I know I need to be that dumb guy. You, you need the yang. Like, you need yeah. the yang to just flow yeah. out. Something. Yeah. <clears throat> my therapist said something really interesting to me the other day. Yeah. She, I know you hate her, but you will appreciate I, this. I don't. I just want to ask. So her I know about, you hate her, but I, I know you'll appreciate this. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put her. To, um, <clears throat> I was talking to her about not feeling like I can like do things, like having executive dysfunction and feeling like there are things that I want to do, but feeling like immobilized by depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, you know, I wish that you were average. I wish that you were born average and that, you know, you were dumb enough to not care about people and about the world and about shit, but you're not average. Mm -hmm. You're not average, Tom. Like, sorry, yeah. Yeah. I wish you were. These are but, these are gifts. They're not. I know that they feel like they're barriers, but they're gifts, and you have to just realize how to use your gifts. Right back at all of you. Yeah, you it's not easy. Too, like, it's not. It's not. I'm not saying time. like just utilize your gifts, Tom. Yeah, God, I'm saying fuck? like this is a hard process. We definitely have been dealt a unique struggle in life mm -hmm. that the world hasn't figured out how to like give us the you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, don't be happy. But that doesn't mean that we can't figure out how to utilize, you know, well, our see, empathies and our struggles see, and that's, our that's, anxieties. Yes. And, 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 and having those, uh, let's look at it that way. That's why I'm here with you guys because I'm like, fuck this pity shit. Like, we chose, you chose to be smart. You chose to be a psycho. No, I'm just kidding. You chose. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> no. Spiritually in no, tune saying, like, and very level-headed well, is what I would actress. say. <laughs> but whatever. Let's go with psycho. psycho. She is literally using her photographic like memory, recording everything, imprinting and deciding I love the person that Tom fate. thinks I am. <laughs> She's deciding her fate. I, I feel you, like Julia. I know what you just, mean. <laughs> you know, it's just going to be like, shit. you have been judged. I'm like the least judge. You get person. a patch. You don't get a patch. But, I would give everyone patches. But when you say that, that's to me going, well, fuck, dude. Like you, you, you can tomorrow. Your past does not create your tomorrows. The dreams, like we are the meaning makers. I didn't choose to be born 40 years ago when it was like, oh, I'm just going to go and this is my dogma. I'm Roman Catholic. I'm this. I'm that. It's like we could be whatever the fuck we want to be. We, we've always made meaning out of things. Back to I disagree. I disagree no. wholeheartedly. I don't think we be? can be whatever we want to be. I think, and I do think your past determines your future. I think that if you went to Iraq and you have PTSD now, I 100% think your past determines your future and you can't sleep and you have night sweats and your past is determining who you are right now. I think that past lifetimes determine your karma, this destiny. I think that the past, we grew anxiety from our molestations and other shit that's happened to us. And it does completely determine who we are right now. But that does not mean that we cannot create something creative and beautiful out of our, you know, travesties. Right. I 100% think that we can create beauty out of darkness. But I do think our past determines everything about our future. You don't. Uh, but so we can make our future beautiful or not. It, so here's my here's my big question. Mm -hmm. And I know we're getting close to wrapping it up. If we have reincarnation, if we've had lives before, don't you think that we know, hey, I'm going to go into the Gulf War in, eight, in 91. I almost went. 
Okay, my mom's like, you could be a car salesman, you could become a police officer, you could use a get a swim swim scholarship, or you can and go, go to college like your brother. Be a soldier, or you could. And I was real wow. fucking tempted. And one of my buddies came back, and I remember we smoked a big fatty, and he mm. was like, "Fuck that shit, don't go." Yeah. He's like, yeah. "Don't fucking go, Schiffer. Don't fucking mm. do it." So it was like, oh, and I wanted to. I was so gung ho into that whole macho shit back then. Mm. I wanted to like prove something because I didn't have anything. Anyway, so if we have re, we have agency. We've chosen this life. Mm-hmm. I and I've chosen to have anxiety. I chose to be abandoned by my biological mother. My well, spirit. No, I chose to. Enjoy, if you want to go that route, we can go that route. I'm just saying that there, at some point, I have to cord cut my past. I have to cut that cord. I have to... I don't think you have to cut that cord. I think you have to choose to make informed decisions on how you make future decisions based on the knowledge that you have about yourself as a human. You know, me knowing that I'm not a morning person, me knowing that my dad was abusive, me knowing that, you know, I've been sexually molested, me knowing all those things is going to influence, okay... I'm not going to guilt myself when I wake up at 1030. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay up until two or three because I know that's when I'm the most creative. I'm going to date long distance because I know that I don't like sexual pressures. I think that, you know, I think that our past doesn't need to be cut. It needs to inform and inspire. And we're seeing therapists and that's the best fucking thing we can do. And, you know, try to grow from that. And I think everyone should be allotted the opportunity to grow from that. And unfortunately in America, that's not an opportunity we give to everyone. Well, I agree. You, you s- can't cut your past. What you said is very powerful. Mm-hmm. It's just so fucking to, painful. Absolutely. It's so much Life work. I want yeah. a magic pill. You can't have you know? it. Yeah. You can't have the magic pill because how right. would you have your, how would you have any of this beautifulness if we just gave you a pill? Cause you wouldn't know how you got there. I mean, I definitely take a magic pill. I'm on antidepressants and had I, when I wasn't on antidepressants, I was sleeping in bed 18 hours a day. I would just not get up. It's that paralyzed orgasm dream, man. It's fucking... <laughs> it's all orgasms it's, all night long. It's when it hits. But I think there's a difference between cutting the cord with your past and accepting your past and no longer letting it influence you. Because or recognizing how it influences you, work with what's positive about it, and letting and go of what doesn't. Exactly. Just like with the Stapley Junior High growing with the Mormons and feeling like I was a slut that deserved to die every day. Yeah. I grew from that and I let that go. But I still recognize that I had to grow from that. And I realize how far I've come. Without those experiences, you wouldn't be who you are today. 100%. You're there with this? So the whole, yeah, I'm, your past doesn't affect your future. It absolutely does because you grew from that. You worked hard to grow you can't from that. Cut your we're going to recognize you that. Did, you did what you did or you experienced what you experienced. You cannot cut it out. And I'm going to dream a little dream with you. Beautiful, guys. <laughs> I really... Let us know what you think about this. Like, you Are know? you as fucked up as we are? We Call winning 100 mod rats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, it sounds like we're, you know, not... Take us out, Thomas. Yeah. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. This is where I have to watch and listen to this again to fucking understand it. But maybe you guys can relate. If you do in any way, shape, or form, let us know. Give us a shout out. Like, subscribe, follow us, leave a comment, hate, whatever, dude. We, or do that. We're with you. Um, thank you for listening to us share. It's cathartic for us, or at least for me. 
I appreciate it. Thanks for joining. Mod Rats out. out. Lululemon Star. Bye bye. Fade.